Um, to metal theft now, usually we see that streetlights are left on during the day, and that is usually explained that the city does that to keep the wires live so that copper thieves don't get to them. But because we've seen so much load shedding over the last while, the nighttime hours, long times, um, hours go by without any power, out any lighting. And so that means provides ample opportunity for criminals to go debug, dig up cables and go destroy infrastructure. Wayne Dyson is a spokesperson for the city of Cape Town when it comes to law enforcement. Have we seen any stabilization in the scourge of metal theft, cable theft in Cape Town over the last while, Wayne? Thanks for joining us. Hello, good morning to your listener and good morning to your listeners. Um, look, I don't think there's been any um, real stabilization. In this financial year, um, we have seen continued high rates of infrastructure theft and vandalism. And uh, we cannot discount the impact load shedding has had. We must remember that, that we were first hit by stage six load shedding at the end of June uh, 2022. And higher stages of load shedding has continued for the better part of nine months. So this has played a huge role in um, the ongoing uh, theft of uh, infrastructure. And it's not just cabling. If you travel along the N2 highway, um, roundabout on the Kayalichi area, you see these palisade concrete fences that have been absolutely destroyed because they are small little, um, they are reinforced metal in that particular, you know, um, palisade uh, fence. It's not just digging up electric cables or, or copper cables. It's all forms of metal, even in our fixed concrete infrastructure that are now being targeted. Yes. Um, anything with scrap metal value is targeted. Uh, manhole covers, water meters, um, fencing, taps, even taps uh, in, in, in residential areas, signboard poles. We've had cases where people dig a, sign, um, a signboard out of the ground and transport it uh, in a shopping trolley. Um, so all of those items are in um, the line of fire. Um, what has been the government? The government late last year imposed a, a six-month ban on the exporti- exportation of copper and, and copper alloy uh, a scrap, um, as well as most ferrous uh, a scrap. Uh, the the recycling industry saying that this is not a good idea, that uh, the state essentially acknowledges then that he can't handle the rate of theft of infrastructure and cabling. But have you seen any impact based on this no. ban so far on the rate of, 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 the, of the theft of cabling? Uh, on the ground, our staff have not seen um, the impact yet of the national government ban on the export of um, um, scrap metal. Uh, non-ferrous and ferrous. Um, uh, but unfortunately, we're not in a position to say why, as we, we, we don't have that information. So, so what is particularly the, the, the city doing when it comes to tightening the noose around uh, metal thieves to try and, and arrest this particular problem? Dealing with actual thieves? Are you monitoring areas? Are you following and stopping and asking people where did you get this particular bunch of scrap in, in your trolley or something? Or are you going to scrap dealers? The, the ease legislation, I think it's the second-hand goods bill, where everything that goes through a scrapyard or a, or a pawn shop needs to be registered. You need to have a photocopy of your ID taken. What is being done? 
Yeah, that is correct. Um, you, you obviously know that we have our metal theft unit, a specialized unit that focuses on this problem, and they've had um, numerous successes um, over the years, um, made a real difference, in fact. Um, but what we do is um, the hotspots or areas known to be routinely targeted are patrolled daily. Um, scrapyards and bucket shops are inspected, and we also stake out the access roads to the scrapyards where often we see metal that clearly belongs to the city or other entities being transport, transported. Um, these people are arrested and charged, and we also respond to information that members of the public give us. Um, we, get, we get lots of calls from people um, who are concerned, and not just that they don't just sit back, they actually want to play an active role in combating this problem. So they call our Public Emergency Communication Center, um, 107 or 021-4800-7700, and give us info and the officers react. So um, uh, uh, those are some of the measures um, um, that we take, and it's proven to be quite successful. But as as I said, um, the problem still continues. Wayne Dyson, spokesperson for the City of Cape Town's law enforcement. Your uh, your thoughts, 021-446-0567. You can drop me a WhatsApp, 072-567-1567. Uh, Anne says, unless you raise the minimum wage in this country, Employers with no morality will continue to pay what they are obliged to. Also, profit sharing amongst the workers as operated by John Lewis Waitrose in the UK. Also, Tesco, to a certain extent, they are hampered by shareholders, uh, whereas Waitrose is not lodging a reflection on um, worker and labor issues in the US, but trying to find a, a connection here to South Africa. 021-446-0567. We'll be speaking to the Nahawu National Spokesperson at 7 o'clock, also getting an update from the Department, the National Department of Health. They have now sought and, uh, and been uh, granted an interdict um, by the High Court to prevent any further disruptions at 